Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and we are approaching weekend 7 this February. We are still in the middle of winter. It is cold, but it is beautiful, and we are in full swing of Polar Fest in Detroit Lakes. I don't know if you had a chance to check out any of the uh, many events yet. We just were, um, we went to the, um, what is it called? The uh, fire circus uh, last Saturday. That was really cool. And it was nice to see the whole community in the park. So many people and so many children. Harry and I were up and watched the um, well, it's not acrobats, um, artists uh, with their fire um, show. That was really cool. And the Ice Palace is pretty big, <laughs> pretty magnificent. And the throne, and uh, there was a beautiful long line with people taking pictures. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, I really recommend uh, in the evenings when it's all lit and um, changes colors, very beautiful. And today, Harry and I, we actually went to the mountain, to the Detroit mountain again. Uh, we haven't been there for too long, I would say. And we met some friends out there and it was really nice. Um, um, I didn't fall too often and Harry didn't fall too often. It was really a really nice uh, day. I hope you are taking advantage of all the activities and availabilities of cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, snowshoeing, ice fishing, all those beautiful things uh, that we can enjoy throughout the winter to make it also a very beautiful season. Yeah, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, for upcoming events, please always go to our website, lakelifeweekend.com and uh, feel free to email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com with um, ideas, inspiration, critique. That would all be nice um, to hear. Um, we appreciate your engagement on Facebook and Instagram and all those platforms. We invited back uh, Brad Birch, um, with his disc golf Intel and I'm actually pretty uh, happy to share that we are uh, working on a weekend open disc golf tournament. It will be May 25th in Minaga at the brand new um, I was almost said playground at the uh, course, disc golf course. You will hear all about available courses in the area in our interview but also mark your calendars for our um, expo our this year's expo is more of a party we have a lake life season kickoff party with some vendors on the floor we have some uh, road trip uh, exhibit for you to to check out and then we have live um, on stage concerts but we also have a beanbag tournament and we have a little disc golf challenge and brad will also make a, a game for you to participate in so more about that in our interview as well so please mark your calendars for march 20th open doors at 5 p.m for our lake live season kickoff party coming up very soon so thank you for coming and now i don't want to keep this much longer from our interview with brad birch about disc golf Thank you. Have a great weekend ahead. Uh, 
welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm here with Brad Birch. Hi, Brad. Hi, Dirk. How's it going? Going really well. Thank you for coming back. Um, you were on our program, um, we thought, almost two years ago. And we spoke about disc golf and you relocating to the area, establishing your shop. And um, since we are working on our next expo event and our Lake Life season kickoff party where you are going to be a part of um, on March 20th. You're gonna put up a little disc golf challenge and uh, you're also gonna uh, include a game that we can talk about. I, I thought it would be great and you asked if you can come back on our program to kind of refresh the, the status of disc golf in in the nation and locally so I'm glad you came to give us an update on what hap has happened to 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 disc golf and uh, yeah I think maybe you can just uh, introduce yourself a little bit again for the people that have not heard the original interview back in the day so um, Brett where are you from so I'm originally from Colorado I relocated to Minnesota uh, it's gonna be three years ago now And yeah, just a little backstory. Grew up in a family heavy in sports, and I had four older brothers that made me rough and tough along the way, and and uh, just just found myself loving nature growing up in beautiful places, and and I decided to move to a different beautiful place here, where all the lakes are and uh, different recreations. A lot a lot of them are the same and similar, but um, so that's just a, a a quick you know 30 minute backstory on me is. Uh, you know I, I just moved here for different opportunities and uh, fun you do live, something different you live and work in Ottertail town Correct. Ottertail city or is Ottertail right yes Ottertail yeah. Ottertail yeah I think it's the city of Ottertail city of Ottertail sorry yeah, yeah it's uh, difficult to catch that word sometimes <laughs> or that name oh that's okay so um, and you like uh, Minnesota that's good to hear and you uh, live in lakes country but Tell us, how did you get connected to disc golf? And then maybe we lead it over into what is disc golf and how big is it by now? Because you know a lot of statistics. I think you are very involved in the National Association and you also compete in tournaments, I, I understand. So how did you get involved with disc golf? So I originally got involved with disc golf uh, with, with one of my older brothers. His name was Cody Birch. And uh, he, he came back from Oregon. He had been in Oregon for a couple months up there, or longer actually, but at any rate, he came back to Colorado and uh, introduced us. That's when I sort of caught the bug, so to speak, the, the fun bug for disc golf. How long was that ago, 10 years? That was 11 years now. Really, that long? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that's that's when I was originally introduced to it, uh, you know, or, or took it seriously, I should say. I, I've had similar encounters with going to walk around with people in the park while they play, but that's when I actually learned what it was and kind of hit a learning curve and got excited about it. When was it, I mean, invented, I mean, I know it, Frisbee uh, uh, from the beach, and um, now it is... Got it. Oh, that is Oscar. Oscar, sorry. <laughs> he's with me everywhere. I've, I've, uh, on Instagram, you follow us. Now he's here in our recording studio and he's looking funny, but that's okay. Um, so uh, I know it as Frisbee and as just a game on the beach. But when did it turn to be um, like a sport and they 
is that 15 when was that invented that that sport i i don't remember the exact date it's it's been slowly evolving uh when they used to uh uh, there was a guy named Steady Ed Hedrick that was the main push on evolving it from frisbee in a park to to a sport. Uh, he invented a, a what we commonly know to as a basket. Now, it used to be uh, called the like disc pole holder or something. It was it was really simple. It was a pole and a couple little chains hanging from it that would that would catch it. Um, so it, it just steadily progressed. I don't have my notes with me, but. Uh, rapid growth has has been consistent now for eight years ten years and then uh so the familiarity is is up there now there's a lot of people that recognize what the sport of disc golf is compared to frisbee yeah and even even uh a lot of people call it frisbee golf or they combine the two and call it frolf okay so if you hear somebody talking about frolf that's disc golf okay okay but uh (laughs) One one thing was uh, Whammo owns the right to Frisbee, and so when who does Whammo? Oh, it's a brand, a company. Yep, yep. Whammo is a big regular Frisbee company. Oh, really? And so it's back a copyrighted in the, term. Yeah, so so oh, they I they I don't I don't know exactly how the legalities worked out, but they ended up naming it Disc Golf instead of Frisbee, Frisbee. Golf. I go okay. Um, and I and I knew that play a part. That played a big part. I don't know the statistics. I'm not a historian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I try to use my brain for problem solving, not facts. So, um. <laughs> but what I what I see is uh, I see a lot of people walk around with those bags now, uh, and 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 like I have a bag of clubs, golf clubs, and there's a bag of discs, and uh, maybe we can dive into that too. So you have an average of I don't know six discs for different uh, distances, but. Uh, let's get back to you relocating from Colorado, bringing your passion to Minnesota. And I think uh, shortly after you arrived, um, you started a little shop, uh, um, Big Cats Disc Golf. Yep, that's uh, correct. That's your that's your little shop where you supply equipment, but you also are um, organizing tournaments in the Fergus Falls area. Tell us a little bit more about the past three years what you have built and how big that community in our lakes country area is. So in the past couple of years since uh, since founding Big Cat Disc Golf, I, I've steadily been working in the community to, uh, uh, you know, I, I first started off meeting a lot of people, going to the local leagues, you know, running the roads a lot to go meet people, have fun with them. And then, uh, you know, and also kind of gain some some customer broad vision, you know, um, so so from that there was a there was a need for more events in the area. There were a lot of people that would get together and go play, but with the with the progression of the sport of disc golf, I you know I, I saw that I saw it necessary that we need need a competitive level and 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 fun things to go to. These aren't just like diehards, you know. The, there's the diehards out there, but. Um, a little bit more organization. Yeah, a little more organization. Yeah. And the, so so from transitioning from just a, a company that's working hard, getting out there, supplying products, <clears throat> um, I'm giving them another avenue to enjoy the sport as well because with the sport of disc golf, there's different learning curves that you'll hit and you'll get more excited about it. Like with golf, if you if you struggle learning how to chip onto a green and you learn how to do it, 
all of a sudden you feel like you're the master, you know. So you have to I'm get still up. waiting, but yeah, yeah. I, get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> no, the better you get, the more excited and the more you enjoy going, yes. especially golf. And now, yeah, uh, uh, I understand. Yeah, if I throw a disc or a frisbee because I only own a frisbee, that light thing, <laughs> uh, I fail. It usually takes a big curve and it doesn't necessarily go straight um so i assume there are certain tricks and you also give classes about that right yes correct so yeah. there's there's need for for probably a wrist uh, throw and torque or i don't know what the terms would be energy from right i mean yeah exactly so there's just like with anything there's fundamentals you have to get out there and learn the proper fundamentals to actually be able to compete or or just learn more about it where it's not as frustrating. Well, being Sometimes, consistent. You know? Yeah, yeah. Consistency is, is always king. Uh, you know, you'll always make it a little further if you learn how to do something consistently and, and keep trying. So that's one of the biggest things with disc golf and, and why I do offer lessons um, is, is because people don't, people can get frustrated with something if they don't see value in it if they go out there and try something and try something and they don't know they fail that they're doing they it wrong and mm. you know if, if if they don't hit that next little step or that what i like to call an aha moment like ooh, what was that it worked you know i think the point now is to say it is actually easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we'll say that yeah, we'll say. <laughs> no okay now all, all joking aside how many courses do you know in the local area? And then we should distinguish maybe that there's more hobby recreational courses. And then I think you mentioned earlier in the pre-talk that there is uh, competing, like competing level courses. Maybe we, we can make a couple distinctions. So uh, the courses I know about, I mean, there's one in Moorhead, but that's not really Lakes Country. I, I know there's one in Fergus Falls, I think. There's one by Detroit Lakes. Correct. And there's uh, uh, one in Perm. Can we quickly like summarize the amount of courses or where they're located? Yeah, really quickly. We'll we'll do a. Well, I'll try to focus on the lakes area here. Right. But I know there there's always a broader view, and for those people that are out there looking for every single course, there's an application on a phone called UDisc. Mm. And so if you if you want to find a near a course near you you can hop that hop on your phone and hop on UDisc and check out all of them huh. locally here for people just wanting to get into it or start or people that are al already familiar with it uh, Detroit Lakes Fergus Falls Perm Henning and then Wadena Managa there is there's quite a few popping up in other little Even places Henning. yep Henning has a nine hole disc golf course wow Yep, and then Managa is a newer one. Um, I, I kind of knew the people working on it, the original designer, and then, you know, it, it it developed really nice. The city put in a lot of work and and finally got things going there, and it's it's going to be a beautiful place to go play. So now, I heard Perm is maybe a little bit more of a recreational level course, and then explain to us. The difference between just playing and then maybe a more competing so nine holes what's the par level make make us understand what that the technology or t technical terms the specs yes so uh, 
technical terms, if you're looking at a competitive course, it's going to be along the lines of an 18-hole course. Oh, wow. With uh, typically concrete tee pads mm-hmm. for good footing and and all, all that stuff. And then uh, very, very accurate uh, signs mm. that let you know... Distance. Distance. And then location. If you can't see it, say if you're throwing over a hill. Sure. Um, you know, it, it gives you a good point of reference. Uh, that's that's what you're going to see a little bit more for a competitive level is is more accurate things. And, and when you go to a tournament setting, there will be OB lines. So out of OB is out of bounds. Oh, sure. And so there's a penalty stroke that can come into play there. Um, when you're when you're playing recreationally, you don't usually play that. You just play it as it lies. Even if it goes in the water, you dive in and throw it out. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so so that's that's the biggest difference is uh, signs, the equipment level. It's going to be a PDGA sanctioned basket. So there's different requirements to uh, be able to host a bigger competitive level. You just mentioned the association. So there is an association which is called? It's the Professional Disc Golf Association. PDGA. Yep, okay. PDGA. And and they come and rate a, a city's course? Yes, there's different ratings. Uh, m- mostly there's, with the tournament, there's standardized things that they look at. Um, the overall distance of the course is one mm. of them. And then also the par that is in a play. Um, around here, a recreational course, you will see a lot higher par per hole. So a nine hole would be 27 mm-hmm. um, or higher with it being recreational. You might see 29, even up to 30. Uh, but on that same course, if you were to switch it to a competitive style, you would be seeing par threes. And then if, it, it was, if it's to uh, bump up to a par four for that hole, you're going to see a lot longer distance or a lot more trees in the way or obstacles to get around or curves. over mm. yeah curves ponds I mean, some some sort of a challenge otherwise it's just straight exactly right yeah okay. i mean well i guess do we have bunkers like you said water obstacle but can there be i guess it doesn't matter because you just walk into the bunker and you're standing you're not really yeah. needing uh, hitting a small ball so so one thing that you'll see if you get into watching disc golf there is uh, there's a lot of media channels out there filming it now oh really and so there's uh, a couple different people out there and one one thing with bunkers um there, there's there's a point where some people are transitioning and putting disc golf courses on ball golf courses. Yeah, that's that's a very current event that's happening Converting as we speak. It or alongside. Uh, alongside. Ah, sorry. Ah. Yep. Yep. Alongside. And so when you get into a bunker, there's two ways to do it. If you're uh, if you're running the tournament, you have you can place it as an OB or out of bounds. Sorry, I'll try to use the tech, the the full words. Yeah. Um, or you can do what's called hazard rules and make it out of bounds. And if you throw into it, then you take your one-stroke penalty, but you don't get to come out of the out-of-bounds area. You still have to play it from the out-of-bounds area. And that is called a hazard rule. Okay. Okay. So that sitting in there, taking your one-stroke penalty and playing out of it in lieu of coming back out of bounds because in in the except that's the only exception to being able to throw from an out of bounds area other than that you have to come back in bounds and so 
that that's some of the technicalities that you'll see in a competitive level versus a recreational course is there might be lines painted or certain things like that like I said again on the signs there might be defined red line that you have to stay away from or else you get that one stroke penalty hmm. if you're out there just to have fun and go play with some friends go have a good time and walk around you you, you don't worry about all that you just go out and throw frisbees and and just keep track or not those courses <laughs> those courses are usually free right they're just open to the public correct they're just in the park or in some sort of a park and it's a, a city gift it's like a playground for a kid <laughs> exactly right okay. yeah yeah it's, yeah it's, it's, that's exactly what it is a playground for kids and adults all alike yeah yeah okay so um, do you have an idea how many let's call it regular or like more serious uh, disc golfers in the local area is there like because there's some leagues I heard uh, um, like let's say Tuesday nights in Detroit Lakes they they get together how many do we have a hundred players or is that more in our local area do you know uh, in our local area it's probably close to probably close to 80 80 players yeah and that play regularly kind of like in a, in a league and they get together Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's different leagues in the different areas, like you mentioned. Uh, typically, when once spring and summer hits, Detroit Lakes has been doing theirs on Mondays, Fergus Falls Wednesdays, and then here in Perm, there was one on Tuesdays. Okay. Okay. And uh, Henning or Monaga don't have a league yet because they're so new. Correct. Courses? Yeah. Henning is is a little bit smaller town. They were looking to establish some some league play. Uh, I haven't. I haven't got in touch with him to see how that is going his name is uh scott hart uh, i had the pleasure to meet him a couple years ago and he works with the school oh, yeah. and uh he, he's a very good uh um person for exposure to the sport as an athlete you know he likes to get out there and teach people new things as well okay okay and um you mentioned professional tournaments i mean league is recreational and for me to go to i guess and hang out but uh, has there been a professional tournament has that one been hosted in our local area? Yes, there has been. Really? Um, last year in Fergus Falls, I hosted the first ever sanctioned tournament in in Fergus Falls at the Day Lagoon Park. And so that that was the first ever sanctioned event there. There are also... What means sanctioned? Sanctioned... R with rules? Or? Sanctions means the specific rule set brought forth by the Professional Disc Golf Association. Okay, okay. So if I... Yeah, sorry for the... No, no. Um, I, I'm so used to these terms, so it's hard <laughs> to, uh, you know, relate after not, not thinking about the differences for so long. Um, so it's a professional organized tournament and uh, uh, 18 holes? That one was 27 holes. 27 holes. Yep, okay. they have a 27 hole course, so we did. Oh really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little bigger, a little more challenging. Uh, you know, you get a little hungrier by the end of the round. You're out there kind of battling the elements, and unfortunately, there ended up being a, a, a ton of wind oh. in in play when I hosted the tournament. But the competitors were great. They fought through it. You know, they still had fun regardless. How many com um, how many uh, signed up? We had, I believe it was, fifty four. Really? Yep. Yeah, fifty four. I hosted a golf tournament back in Germany twenty years ago, and I think my first sign up was like maybe twenty one. Uh, wow! So that's a lot of people for such a new sport, in my opinion. Where do they all come from? They come from various areas. We had, 
we had people coming from the Twin Cities area, St. Wow. Paul, Minneapolis, Fargo. Uh, we even had had the pleasure of uh, having a couple people from Kansas come up. No kidding. Yep. They, they just so happened to be uh, coming up this way to visit their family in town. <laughs> and, sure. and his name is, uh, their names were Doug and Naomi Birkus. And they are parents to uh, world champion uh, Paige Birkus. So she won Worlds in 2018. Really? And so we had the pleasure to have them come up. And a uh, little fun fact, uh, Doug Birkus was the tournament director for the Glass Blown Open, one of the biggest, or I, I believe it is the biggest disc golf tournament out there. Wow. And so we we were lucky enough to draw a very big crowd because of uh, the local people that we knew and have been established in the sport for a while and also just just new recreational players popping up out of the woodworks so to speak that is so cool and uh, um, what kind of par level course is the 27 is it it must be 72 at 18 so what is it uh, 108 or what's the par I, b I believe it was 74 or 75 the, I, th I believe we did two holes at a par four um, oh, okay, and everything else is part two, uh, part three. Part then, three, sorry. correct. So, okay, and so what was the winning score? Do you remember? I don't off the top of my what? head. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was a good game. Was it? It, it was a good game. Yeah, I, uh, the the gentleman that won it in the professional division, his name is Anthony Erickson, uh -huh. and so he's a great guy. He, I don't remember exact exact scores, but I believe he. I know it was probably five, six under par total, wow. yeah. and that was a really good score considering all the wind that was in play. Mm. And you know, if you're listening, Anthony, sorry if I butchered it, but y you performed really well consistently in in the tournament and so fought cool. fought and battled the wind. And you know, I I uh, I reached out to him earlier on in the season, so uh, you know, I have the pleasure to say that uh, he's going to be a sponsored player for uh, Team Big Cat this year. Okay. So so I have I have a handful of players out there helping represent my business and uh, just just work towards uh, also a little bit of promotion and and also my mission statement, which is growing the sport in a positive, fun-loving, and leadership-based fashion. So where was he from? So where is he playing? He's from Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis area. Okay. Okay. So are you going to do a second tournament this season, 2020? Yes. So. Uh, the Day Lagoon Disc Golf Challenge was the one in Fergus Falls. That's going to be the second one now. And the first one is going to be called the Carpenter's Classic. That's going to be held in Detroit Lakes on April 25th. Oh. So, so that's going to be a, a two-round tournament. We'll do a round in the morning, have a lunch break, total the scores, and then send everybody back out in, in different groups according to their score okay. for the second round. And so that's going to be the first one this year, and though and those are both going to be considered part of the uh, Red River Valley Tour, which Fargo is doing this year. Wow. And so I'm kind of I was lucky enough to meet a lot of good people over there, and and you know, uh, what they trusted me and saw what I was doing, and and I, I really wanted to work with them. So so we're coming together to create more events yeah. in a tour series system where everybody gets points in their standings per tournament. 
Okay. Okay. And so it's it's kind of similar to a I don't know a, a golf series or yeah. worlds or so anything ha- like that. So if if it's a tour uh, and how many other spots in the Red River Valley? So is it Detroit Lakes and then also Fergus Falls as part of that tour? And then there's a tournament in the Fargo Moorhead area. Correct. There's going to be a couple in the Fargo Moorhead area. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there's one planned with dates. It's going to be called the Summer Slam. Mm-hmm. Last year it was called Trollwood Open, and it was hosted in uh, Trollwood Park mm-hmm. at that disc golf course. And that was actually the the uh, biggest turnout for the tour last year, I believe, was in Trollwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gentleman named Kalen Hogan and Dylan Schmidt, those two guys worked really, really hard, and, and they got a lot of people to show up and have a good time despite some, some tough weather conditions again right there in the middle of the day. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> so, uh, like, pretty much every month, there's going to be an opportunity to play in, in a tournament. Then, if it's yeah, yes, seasons. yes, it'll be very consistent within a month or in a spread of at least every two weeks. There'll be an opportunity to go out there and uh, test yourself, see what you're learning, see how you're progressing, and also uh, just spend good quality time competing with what will become your friends. Yeah. If 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 they aren't already. Yeah. So th- that also includes uh the Grand Forks area. Okay. Yeah, Red River Valley, I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's a lot going on. And um um before we talk about your um contribution to our event in March at our uh, season opener party where you're going to have a game for people to come. Give us uh, some more statistics. Uh, you said it was a very rapidly growing sport, uh, like on a national basis. Do you have any statistics uh, top of y- your head? Um, how many players? Uh, do you know any of those? I believe it's at least up to 130,000 members, professional <sighs> m- members. Um, in this association? In the Professional Disc Golf Association, yep. So so you get what your membership is what it's called, and there's two levels of membership amateur classification and a professional ca- uh, classification wow. uh, so yeah I believe it's I believe it's has exceeded that and two or three years ago it was the race to see who was going to be the hundred thousandth member yeah so there were people signing up like crazy trying to get that one hundred thousand number yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's very interesting in that fashion and the way it's progressing into a I, I guess the overall outlook um, the it's changing a lot in the fact that it wasn't taken seriously by other professions. Uh, now it's transitioning where it's a serious profession as well, not just a a hobby or something somebody does. It's it's a professional athlete now. It's, really? It's a yeah. So there's been two big things happen, both from the same company, Discraft. Uh, I've been a big follower of them for a long time. They're a manufacturer. And uh, they have two sponsored players now that are both five-time world champions. And <clears throat> last year, they they got Paul Macbeth on their team and switched over. And he has he has the biggest contract in the world right now. And this year, Paige Pierce switched over to Discraft, and that has the potential to outrun Paul's if I if I'm correct. Uh, there's a few different things that come into play with sales and commissions and also her ability to sell products and and run her side of her little business setup as well. 
But those also are the unisex, uh, or like, uh, can you play women and men? It's not separated. It's it's unisex uh, in in the fact that women can play in men's divisions, but men's can't men can't play in women divisions. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Okay. So it, it's just the okay, uh, whatever, but yeah. that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, but we have two different divisions. We have the male and the female division. Correct. Oh yeah. So, but like, and then it's mixed. Uh, ladies first, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. Okay. So at at a big at big events, there's hundreds of hundreds of players now. Is the wow. way it's growing. If, if, so if you go to a, an A tier tournament, there's different classifications of tournaments. Mm -hmm. So there's a C tier, which is the lower level, a B tier, which which is the next one up, obviously, and it's got seven, a minimum of what is now $750 cash has to be added to the pro divisions on top of the entry fees. Uh, to go back into the pro purse is what they call it, you know, the pro mm. purse. So to in order to qualify for that, you have to have a minimum of $750 added cash to add into all of the professional divisions. And then A tier is next after that. And then also the topper is the national tours or NTs they're referred to as. Really? Correct, yep. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So I think uh, whoever is interested to learn more should come uh, March 20th uh, to our event at the Civic Center in downtown Fargo. They can meet with you and uh, talk more about disc golf and um, equipment. Uh, what's an average bag? How many discs do you have? Three or six? An average bag recreationally is probably about four to six uh, competitively. Uh, you're going to be looking at averages probably upwards of 15 to 18. Discs? Yes, correct. Interesting. And I think uh, in the golf league you can only have like, I don't know, nine clubs or something. There's a, isn't there a limit? Uh, I don't believe there's a limit as of right now. I haven't I, I haven't seen anybody out there carrying around 100 different discs <laughs> yet, but uh, me and my brother were joking about it the other day when I was carrying in bags from, from my store. I was bringing them inside. Yeah. And so we were joking about that the other day. But I, I don't believe there's a limit. Um, I know in they, golf there was, I thought, but uh, and like in traditional golf. Yeah, I'll have to look but into that. I've I've read the rule book from front to back a couple times to get familiar with it before I run a tournament. Sure. And I'll I'll be going back through it again here, but I I haven't seen anything on a limit. There is a standard of it has to be approved by the Professional Disc Golf Association in order to use it in a tournament. Okay. Otherwise, it's invalid and you can become... Uh, there's consequences. Mm. Yeah, there's consequences to that. But to our show in March uh, in the Civic Center, you're going to bring a bag and you're going to show some equipment, uh, right, for people to, to talk about or, or feel or... Yes, exactly. And so test out. And then you, you're going to... We have a little challenger course. Yeah. Two little baskets. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it it's going to be a great inform informational uh, event as as far as coming to learn and have fun with it and see what it's about. Um, just a little bit of information can go a long ways. You know, I can teach you anything from your basics. If if you're if you're new to the sport, I won't drown you with all these special sp statistics and and flight patterns and this <laughs> and that. I'll, I'll I'll give you the straightest disc I have and say throw it straight. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people refer to it as uh, 
oh water you know place your water on top of your disc and just keep it flat the whole way yeah um so it, it just you know come, come see us it's going to be a fun event there's a lot of other things going on as well and then there's a two-hole interactive course that's that's going to give you a, a, a brief idea of of what it actually is a lot of people haven't done it so they don't know what it takes or the physicality of it yeah. so there's going to be a, a a good eyesight to that is going to be on the table and you know we'd love to have you come check it out and then i'll be there to answer questions we can do any you know any anything you have a question i have an answer throw throw anything out there and you mentioned uh, there's a game that you will set up it's called ring of fire yeah that is correct so we will be doing what's called ring of fire and so it's a putting game where everybody gets a disc and they get the same distance away from the basket we're gonna do 33 feet and so everybody counts down or you know there'll be one moderator and they'll go you know he'll do a countdown and then boom everybody throws at once and there's chains crashing discs hitting each other in the air <laughs> frisbees flying people dodging them <laughs> depends how aggressive people get but it's a lot of fun and w there's gonna be a set of prizes that I'll have set aside uh, for that so each winner of the round of ring of fire will get a prize very cool very cool I'm excited uh, and actually I want to try out uh, disc golf this this season for sure um, thank you very much for coming again to our program this was uh, very cool and um, what's your website I guess people can google you too bigcatdiscgolf.com yes exactly easy? it's it's www.bigcatdiscgolf.com and you know you can google it Uh, you know, it'll it'll pop up just fine. Um, you know, our winter we're seasonal through the winter for uh, in-person sales. But if you'd like, you could just uh, give me a call too. All my information is on the Google listing. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, we're available 24/7 on my website, which I'm currently currently redoing and I'm okay. really excited about. Good. Also, uh, for for events, current things that are happening, uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, oh, yeah, at, okay. at Big Cat DG. So hashtag Big Cat DG is for disc golf. Okay. So if you hop on there, like us, follow us, you know, uh, subscribe. We're we're doing a lot of different product updates on there. So if you if you're just if you're an advanced guy wanting to see what the next new thing is, hop on there and follow us. We'll be posting up pictures every time we get something new and interesting in. Or if you have questions, I can field your questions on there through Messenger as well. Very cool. Well, um, thank you much, and uh, I hope 2020 will be a great season, and I'm excited to check out one of those tournaments. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's always good talking to you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you out there to a tournament. Yeah, thank you. Have a good weekend ahead. Thanks, you too. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. Make sure... Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh -huh.